Now let me, um, if it's not too early, uh, wish you a very happy uh, Christmas. My name is Robin, one of the ministers in uh, Chalmers. Let me just take this opportunity to thank um, all our musicians and all those who have helped uh, with these services. Now Christmas is one of the brightest times of the year, not bright sunshine, but the brightness of the Christmas lights. According to Time Out, a reputable magazine, uh, the top five spectacular Christmas lights displays to see in Europe, uh, a list compiled empirically by analysing the number of views on TikTok, are number one, Regent Street, London, number two, Christmas in Covent Garden, number three, Brussels by Lights, and in at number four, our very own Christmas lights in the Botanics. Number five, Oxford Street and Glasgow, well down the list. <laughs> when you start Googling about Christmas lights, it's hard to stop, especially when you're sitting in an airport departure lounge, as I was on Thursday night. Searching for reliable information on Christmas lights, the Ideal Home magazine popped up. For us oldies, it brings comfort and security. The headline in Ideal Home, how much are your Christmas lights costing you to run, grabbed my attention. All revealed on the ITV's Martin Lewis Money Show. I began reading with increased interest, concerned that our smart meter at home was already registering a massive surge sitting in Dublin Airport. I couldn't check, but Ideal Home and Martin Lewis would put my mind at rest or not. And so prepare now for the shock as I tell you the results. The type of fairy light significantly impacts the cost. LED is standard and basic, but if your lights are incandescent, it's 13 times more expensive. So, what are we talking about in real terms and hard cash? To quote Martin Lewis, and this is an, a magazine article, if you run your Christmas lights six hours a day for a month, then your LED lights will cost you a grand total of 15 pence. Okay, that's all the lights six hours a day for a month. And the incandescent option at the incandescent cost of £1.94 for the month. Now, weighing it all up, this is the best bit of the article, was the TB pundit's advice. Quote, it may be sensible to consider a switch to LED lights, especially if you haven't decorated your tree. My advice um, and my request to my wife with just eight days to go, go out and buy as many Christmas lights as you can. Cover your house inside and out. Why do we have lights at Christmas? The tradition comes from Germany in the 17th century, where Christmas trees were decorated with, uh, with candles. Uh, trees were brought into people's homes and candles were put on the trees to symbolize Jesus as the light of the world. Now, for a few minutes in the dark, I'd like us to consider Jesus' words recorded in John's Gospel, remarkable words, remarkable claim Jesus makes. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, who is Jesus claiming to be? When he says, I am, at the beginning of the statement, I am the light of the world, 
he is deliberately using of himself the name for God from the Old Testament part of the Bible. And there God declares that my name, God says, is I am. Jesus, by taking the name of God for himself, is claiming to be God. Now, many people consider Jesus to be a great teacher, perhaps most people, or an important figure in history. But that is not how Jesus considered himself. He claimed to be God. The baby born in Bethlehem was God, Emmanuel, God with us. Now, how can we know if that is true? Well, the prophecies about his birth, or the angelic announcements at his birth, or the signs that accompanied his birth, like the star, the supernova, or the comet, or the conflation of planets over Bethlehem, and the miraculous things Jesus did in his life, recorded in the Gospels, like his friend Lazarus, words of people with next to nothing, or raising his friend Lazarus from the dead. Jesus claims to be God, I am, and the evidence backs up his claim. But what does he mean by, I am the light of the world? Now, wherever you are in the world, Christmas lights reveal that it's Christmas. Now, two of our children, the eldest two, have abandoned us over Christmas the reason is affairs of the heart. Now, don't tell them I told you that. Lucy, our eldest, is in South Africa. She's in a picture this morning of her lying in a hammock, basking in the sunshine, overlooking the ocean. But there are still Christmas lights. David, the middle one, is heading to Alaska, where there are not just artificial Christmas lights, but the amazing northern lights and snow and ice, and plenty of it, in minus 24 degrees today. Wherever you are in the world, Christmas lights remind you that it's Jesus. And when Jesus says, I am the light of the world, he is revealing who he is and what he came to earth to do. I am the light of the world, he said, and that means he is claiming to be perfectly good. He is light, a perfect human being, perfect goodness and perfect purity. Now, that's a tremendous claim. Read through John's gospel and look at the evidence. And there is no doubt that his goodness shone through everything he said and did. His words were filled with kindness and grace. His actions overflowed with integrity and love. His interactions with compassion and care. He reached out to those on the edges and welcomed the outcasts. I am the light of the world also means that Jesus came to reveal truth. Now, not truth in the sense of self-evident truth that we can see with our own eyes. Not truth that we can acquire through effort or study 
or our ability. Now, I mentioned two of our children, the two that have abandoned us. Our baby, William, age 19, has stayed at home to look after us. As a little boy, William had an insatiable hunger for knowledge. In his stocking every year, books of amazing, irrelevant facts. And growing up, he found more and more books, and he discovered YouTube. And all of that is narrowed to natural sciences, chemistry, a field, he tells me, where we have only begun to scratch the surface of knowledge. Now, the truth Jesus reveals to us is not that kind of truth. It is truth beyond our reach. It is truth we could not know unless it was revealed to us by God. Truth about what God is like. That in God there is no darkness at all, just purity. Truth about what we are like as human beings, sinful in the core of our beings, living in the darkness, out of the light. Truth about the danger we are in, that without rescue, the forgiveness of our sins, the prospect of eternal darkness. And truth about the rescue Jesus brings. Listen to what Jesus said, the truth he revealed. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but of eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. How does Jesus save us? By dying for us and by being raised from the dead. Truth revealed by Jesus that makes sense of everything else, ultimate truth. Universal truth, relevant to all people, inclusive truth. Everyone, anyone is invited to respond to it. The invitation to follow Jesus is not an invitation to an exclusive club. There are no limits on numbers, no membership fee. It's not like the All England Lawn Tennis Club, for example. 565 memberships. And according to an alternative website, not their website. The two easiest ways to get in are one, to win Wimbledon, two, to marry a senior member of the British royal family. What do you need to get into God's family? Jesus' answer is you need to follow Jesus, follow him. I'm the light of the world, whoever follows me. A Christian is someone who follows Jesus. That's not perhaps what we might expect. And there's something wonderfully attractive about his invitation. For following means allegiance and love and loyalty and devotion. And it's following him, the person of Jesus. Love, loyalty, devotion to Jesus. That's who a Christian is. What do you get if you follow Jesus? I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me, this is what you get, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You will never walk in darkness. What a glorious promise 
Now, in our family, it's not just my son who likes YouTube. Dad does too. That's me. And I love watching great sporting moments, like from the Millennium Stadium, home of Welsh rugby, or Anfield, not because I'm a Liverpool supporter, but they sing the best. And one particularly moving YouTube video is of a packed Anfield singing, You'll Never Walk Alone, the day Stephen Gerrard played his last game. I'd love to sing it for you. You'll never walk alone. Walk on, walk on. You'll never walk alone. Now that tugs at your heart. What does Jesus promise? You will never walk in darkness. From the day you follow him, you no longer live in the realm of darkness. You no longer live in the realm of uncertainty. You no longer live as someone whose sins are not forgiven. You no longer live in danger facing eternal darkness. And you will never walk alone. For Jesus will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And even in the words of the beautiful Psalm, when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, He will be with you. And you will have the light of life, or life in His name. And that is astonishing. It means a new identity, a new life, a new purpose, a new person. It is, to coin a Disney, uh, a Hollywood classic, a wonderful life, except for this. Jesus does not exempt us as human beings from the suffering in life in this world. He never promises that. But it's a safe life, a secure life, a forgiven life, a life lived in the light and beyond death, resurrection to eternal life in the light of God's glory, saved from eternal darkness. I have one more question to ask, or one more question the Bible asks of us. Let me read the verse again, and then the question. I am the light of the world. I'm God. I'm a perfect human being, Jesus says. I have come from God to reveal to you the truth about God, about, about me, about you as human beings, about your predicament, and about the solution. Whoever follows me, and all I ask of you, he says, is loyalty and love and devotion. We'll never walk in darkness again. And we'll have the light of life. Here's the question. Why wouldn't you follow him? Now, the truth is that many don't. Many won't. It's true when Jesus lived on the earth. It's true today. Why not? Why not given what he offers? Given the consequences of saying no, of remaining in the darkness. Not enough evidence, perhaps, unanswered questions. Well, look at the evidence. Ask the questions you have. Find out the truth. But there is a more sobering reason people reject Jesus. Listen to Jesus' words. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. 
But people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. It's like when you turn over a stone and all the ants underneath exposed to the light scurry for the cover of darkness. Imagine you're lost at sea in the dark, clinging on to life. Helicopters and lifeboats are looking for you, scouring the water with our powerful searchlight beams. And we'd be desperate to be spotted. We'd swim into the light, knowing that that meant safety. And our need as humans to come into the light, to be saved from our sins is no less important. But our natural inclination is to hide from the light for fear of what it might expose or because we prefer to live in the dark. And it makes no sense at all, yet we shy from the light. Now, if Jesus is shining the light on you, resist the temptation to run for cover. Ask God to bring you into the light to help you to follow him. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but have the light of life. It is a wonderful invitation from a wonderful Savior. People say that following Jesus is a leap in the dark. That is not true. It is a step out of the dark into the light. Let me lead us in a short prayer. Our Father, we pray that we would understand Jesus' words, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but have the light of life. And if, Jesus, you are shining that light into our lives, help us not to seek to evade it, and help us not to think that to step into the light is a leap in the dark. Rather, it is a step from the dark into the light. Help us take that step. In response to the invitation to follow him. And believing the promise that we will never walk in darkness again. And that we will have the light of life now and forevermore. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.